Today is Friday, September 23rd, 2022. I'm Josh Rollerson, and this is Pennsylvania Legacies, the podcast from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council. Maybe it's these chaotic times we're living through. Maybe it's the way COVID seems to have hit the reset button on so many lives and careers. Maybe it's the promise of new funding and new resources for things like environmental, infrastructure, and climate resiliency work. Whatever it is, something's changed. These days, people are hungry for engagement with one another, with their communities and the challenges they face. People are feeling a need to make an impact close to home, to feel a sense of purpose in what they do, and to see the results of their efforts in front of them. For many, that just means volunteering more or finding other ways to connect with like-minded neighbors who share a desire to make a difference locally. For some, it could mean a full-on career change, actually leaving an established profession for something more in line with what feels really important to them, even if that means starting over or even going back to school. For others, it's simply a matter of refocusing and enhancing what they're already doing with a newfound sense of purpose. There's an opportunity here for organizations that have been out there fighting the good fight for years or decades, relying on the same core group of stalwarts, dedicated, experienced staff and volunteers who are, despite their enthusiasm for the cause, inevitably aging out and moving on. Suddenly, there's this prospect of new blood and new energy flowing into trail groups, community watershed organizations, mission-driven enterprises of all kinds, large and small, especially in the environmental and conservation space. At the same time, there are significant gaps in knowledge, in networks, in experience, in institutional memory. That can all make passing the torch difficult. More than ever, there's a need for education and organization to help close those gaps and to channel all that passion and energy in the most impactful ways possible. Many groups are working to meet that need. Lancaster Clean Water Partners is one of them. They're working to create opportunities for learning and collaboration among people who know they want to make a difference, but who might not be sure exactly where to begin. Lancaster Clean Water Partners is getting ready to select the next class of scholars for its Lancaster Watershed Leadership Academy. It's a year-long course that equips participants with both technical knowledge and also professional skills to make them more effective and better connected clean water advocates. Here to tell us more is Lancaster Clean Water Partners Director of Strategic Partnerships and Programs, Allison Gibson. She is joined by two recent graduates of the program, Lindsay Deininger and Emily Smedley, who also holds down a day job as Communications and Programs Coordinator with the Lancaster Clean Water Partners. Allison, Lindsay, Emily, welcome to Pennsylvania Legacies. We're glad you're here. Thanks for having us. We're really excited. Thank you. Thank you. For Allison first, can you give me some background on the Lancaster Clean Water Partners, uh, sort of your mission, your history, what you're up to lately? Sure. So the Lancaster Clean Water Partners is a collaborative group of local organizations focused on Lancaster County's clean waters, bringing everybody together around one common goal of clean and clear by 2040. So that's our vision. Our mission is to expand and accelerate the capacity of all the partners doing that clean water work. So it might be a municipality, it might be a for-profit company, it might be a nonprofit that is focused on agriculture, it might be a finance organization, but everybody's working towards that one common goal. Everybody has different skill sets that they bring to that table. And so we're making the connections for those groups. We're communicating on a continual basis of keeping everybody in the loop on what each other's doing, what some of the opportunities are coming up. So an example of what's going on right now is working together on 
grant opportunities that exist to support all of the organizations. There are some of the federal, state, and local level. And so we host an opportunity, a conversation as an opportunity for those groups to talk to each other about applications that might be a bigger scale, might be a bigger ask, because Lancaster has these really big goals and we can't do it as one organization alone. So bringing everybody together around that table is how we're gonna get closer to that clean and clear by 2040. And I, we're here today to talk about one of the ways in which you convene people around tables and build networks. And that's the Lancaster Watershed Leadership Academy. Tell me about the program. What's the goal? Who and what needs does it serve? Sure. So we're really excited about this as an opportunity to build kind of the next generation of leaders. There has been so much amazing clean water work happening in Lancaster County for a long time, but we need to expand that in order to meet these goals. And so we need more people to have leadership skills. We need people who know what the watershed issues are and how to manage them as a community-based effort. So the goals of the Academy are to introduce more people to those watershed concepts, like the science side of it, but then also how to weave in the leadership skills, how to do public speaking, how to be engaged at your municipality, how to take on a board role at an organization that really wants to do clean water work, but they're, maybe they're not quite sure how yet, or they're, um, they have identified a need within their client base and clean water is the hook for that group. So the Leadership Academy is to give people those skills to network and expose them to some of those opportunity areas in the community, really in that effort of a collaborative movement, getting everybody towards that goal. The way you're describing the program, it's 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 very interdisciplinary. Uh, is that one of the ways in which it's different from uh, or similar to other programs that people might be familiar with? Uh, the the Penn State Master Watershed Stewards comes to mind. That I think is maybe a little bit more science focused. Is that right? That's right. And I do want to give a shout out of leadership to Penn State. They are the co-director of this academy, and it this is really based on the model that the Rural Program, the Rural Urban Leadership Program provides through the Penn State College of Ag Sciences. And so it is rooted in that science and watershed content. The Master Watershed Stewards Program has a fantastic element of volunteer hours that are required as part of that. It does focus really on that science. In this academy, we weave in those leadership skills is as a different level, as a different type of, of skills training that is a component of it. And you're, I appreciate your comment about the interdisciplinary approach. Ours is completely based in the field. So the academy for us is designed as a one-year program. We spend one day a month together out in the field, literally starting at the headwaters and making our way downstream as we get uh, down through the county and ending at the river at the Susquehanna, but then spending an entire weekend together as a culminating part of our academy at an island on the middle of the Chesapeake Bay. So the watershed concept is baked into the syllabus. And so you've got people representing different fields of expertise and you're covering this whole breadth. Who are the instructors? Or who are you looking for, I guess, to lead these programs? The co-instructors for the academy as a whole are myself and Matt Royer with Penn State. And then each week or each month, we have a content area that is focused on a local expert or a local region that has multidisciplinary experts that we bring to the table. So it, for example, some of the instructors may be a water treatment plant operator. So learning how both drinking water and, and wastewater is handled, that operator would be one of our experts. 
that's one component of what's happening in a watershed. So we would also invite somebody to talk to us about, about wells or somebody to talk about the company that is drawing water out of those wells or from the Susquehanna River Basin Commission to talk about the regulatory side of it and monitoring that goes along with it. So just one example of the kind of, of experts. And it really uh, intentionally is covering so many content areas. So those examples were just one area. We would also talk about farms. We would talk about the urban built environment. It, it's um, fully representative of Lancaster's community. This is now, you've now had, what, three classes, four, somewhere in there? Just one. We've had one class that was like, supposed to be one year, but co thanks to COVID, it got extended to two. And uh, the next class starts in January of 2023. So we've got a couple of graduates uh, here on this call right now. So uh, uh, let's hear from Emily and Lindsay. Welcome to the show, first of all. How did you guys find out about the Academy? What was the appeal for you? What drew you in? I think I first found out about the Academy probably through social media, maybe a newspaper ad. Um, I had started following a lot of um, nonprofits and conservation organizations, both nationally and, and grassroots local. Um, and so I think, I think I was just kind of in the loop with those groups and, and saw the, saw the post, the calling and, and uh, yeah, sounded very interesting to me. For me, I was just starting with the Lancaster Clean Water Partners. I started in February 2020, and the class had um, jump-started that January. So um, when I was coming on board, Allison was like, we're having this inaugural class. It's leadership, and you'll kind of um, get onboarded into your role and meet a lot of great people and understand the issues more fully. Do you want to join? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was a little hesitant. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm starting this new role and I'm also doing this class. Like, is it too much? But it, it ended up being such a worthwhile experience to integrate into my role. So it was really, truly just from my role with the Lancaster Clean Water Partners, Allison extending that offer as a professional development opportunity that I heard about it. So that makes total sense. You already got one foot kind of in this world and are, you know, have a track ahead of you. Uh, Lindsay, I'm curious about what you were doing at, you know, at the time in your, in your life, in your career and how this fit in with that picture. Yeah, I had been working in banking for almost 13 years. Conservation, outdoor activities has always been kind of a hobby for me. Um, and I was looking for another way to get engaged in, um, you know, local work here in Lancaster County. And um, so, so seeing this calling for this academy was, was something that, you know, I couldn't pass up. And, uh, and it, it definitely did, um, did connect me with a lot of, a lot of um, local professionals and, and a network of people um, who are doing good work here. Well, just thinking about, you know, again, the breadth of experience and perspectives that are involved in this program. Did your background in banking finance come in handy in this context at all? Did you have things to share, uh, you know, with the other participants? Um, I think it brings definitely a unique perspective to have kind of the admin and, and finance side of things. Um, I don't think that's something you find transitioning into the conservation world too often. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't have any background in environmental science or biology. It was all international business and, and Spanish was my, my college background. Um, so that was one of the 
one of my motivations for doing the program too was to find out, you know, could I could I transfer my skill set into a totally new field? Um, and do I want to? Is it something that I just want to keep as as a hobby and you know off hour type um, hobby, or do do I want to take it to the next level and and kind of make my profession? Um, in, in that field. So that was, that was my motivation for, um, initially getting into, into the watershed leadership Academy. Josh, I would add that that is one of the main reasons that we bring all of these different members of the Lancaster community together, because we need in the conservation world, more people with finance and admin skills. We need more people who speak Spanish. We need people who can bridge those worlds between so many elements of our community that will lift everybody up. And so having Lindsay and her skill set as part of our class was essential and it made it so much richer for all of the other members of the class. We wanted to design it so that it wasn't just the two people as the instructors teaching, it was the entire class teaching each other. And so having expertise that Lindsay brought from the banking side and Emily brought from the communications side to the class, that was a main goal of this whole academy. So it really, it, it, we have to have that diversity. Are you finding that you're meeting more people who are interested in moving into conservation type work from other fields in this kind of moment where everybody's changing careers and thinking about, you know, what they're doing with their time? Is that something that you're noticing? I think on some level, but I think we need to make the pathways more obvious and make sure that all of the organizations are welcoming to that because it can be very difficult to change. It can be a struggle to figure out what is the right pathway for myself or for my organization to be able to bring in that new skill set. So I think it's really important that we work on that as a community too, of, of allowing people with the, the new skill set, the new passion to, to come on board. So for Emily and Lindsay, tell me about what you actually took away from this program. What were the things you learned and how did that square with what you were expecting going in? So for me, it was just hugely beneficial to integrate me into this new role. I mean, there's so many um, unique perspectives in Lancaster on this work, so many people doing clean water work and, you know, just getting out and meeting them, seeing the landscapes, um, seeing people's efforts and their perspectives was amazing. So I guess in a, in a sense, to sum it up, it was the networking opportunities um, that came away um, for me, but also getting the, the space to explore leadership. Um, leadership can be a really scary concept. And Thinking of yourself as a leader is challenging, but the academy gives you the space, the physical space, the mental space, the time to explore leadership in a lot of different ways um, that I probably wouldn't have before. Like, and I think also putting yourself in a space where it's like, I am a leader, like starting to tell yourself that and develop it so that when you come out of the class, you're, you are a leader. And it's hard to get to that point, um, especially as, you know, a young person in their career. So uh, those are the two big takeaways for me. I would say for me, 
The first one being um, that there are already so many individuals, groups, and businesses that are really doing great work already here in the county and statewide. Um, you know, I kind of knew that already, but I'll say that this took it to the next level and, and really brought a lot of people um, to our class and to the table that I, that I didn't expect would be there. Um, <clears throat> and then the, the second takeaway I would say was that what's usually good for people and communities is also usually good for business too. Um, there's a lot of businesses out there who you know, have nothing to do with conservation or clean water in terms of their everyday purpose and work, but um, there are so many good businesses and nonprofits and faith groups who are integrating that work um, into their business models. So um, that was really neat to see. I would add that one of the pieces that we use in order to facilitate that, some are academic articles about leadership training, but the book that we use as basically the textbook is um, Stephen Covey's The Speed of Trust. And so it's really foundational pieces like that of getting everybody to an understanding that we have to trust each other. That takes time, that takes work, but it has exponential value. When we talk about how this information flows both ways and everyone's learning from one another, and we've been coming at this kind of, I think, because we have two participants in the program here, but I'm wondering about like, what do the instructors and, and others, the guest speakers or whoever else, get out of this opportunity to interact with people that are interested in learning about water conservation? Oh, absolutely. Getting to know more of the community members and seeing those leaders really as they're starting to grow, as they're starting to find their niche and the networking can continue to happen. And whether that's at the state level or at the Lancaster County level, I think that there's an absolute benefit to instructors and not just the two of us that get to follow along with everybody throughout the year, but the instructors each each month, they get to meet some of the, the instructors who might be just there for a day as a guest speaker. They get to meet these this incredible group of leaders that are going through the training and will spark some kind of interest or may have made a, a new connection that will help them outside of the academy. It doesn't, we're not expecting this to just be results at the end. There's connections all along the way. One of the sessions that we have in the academy is, has an agenda completely designed by the scholars. And they included a panel on the, uh, on the Susquehanna River. It included Tim Schaefer from the PA Fish and Boat Commission. And he spoke about their interest in diversity, equity, inclusion, specifically on um, videos regarding life jacket safety, on fishing programs, a couple different avenues. And so one of our scholars connected with him. The gentleman, Tim Schaefer, gave out his cell phone number that day and was so ready to make those connections and take action. So it was a level of trust within that group that day, but then it facilitated the next call. And what's the next way that we can be involved in a press release together? What's the next way that the local watershed work, even within Lancaster City, can make that organization, that agency's values come to life? Given that it's early days, relatively, but how have you seen those relationships kind of develop and evolve as, as time has gone on after, you know, the program is over, 
people stay in touch? How are they working together and, you know, and staying in, in contact? Well, from a scholar's perspective, um, one thing, uh, Lindsay and I did an action project together. All the scholars had to come up with a project, whether it's, you know, and conservation implementation or community outreach or anything like that. One thing we've been able to stay in touch with the woman we were working with at um, a, a local church. Uh, we planted a um, pollinator garden on um, a plot of land uh, around the church. And so just by staying in touch with her and helping her further this project, we were able to get her um, engaged with a, a local organization that works with um, faith-based congregations. And so now she's in her own leadership training. She has her own team at the church doing uh, conservation work. She's having trees planted on a steep slope next to a farm. And it's been really nice to see how our one instance of like, we have a little bit of money. We uh, we know you want to do this kind of work to now she's completely on her own path of creation care and seeing, you know, for her God's work through the conservation practices and spreading her roots a little bit more throughout this clean water world. I'm interested from both of you, Emily and Lindsay, but especially Lindsay, you know, how this experience shaped your, well, the way you think about doing citizen science, doing citizenship and stewardship. We kind of alluded to this earlier, but your career path is now taking you more in this direction. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So since the Academy, I was connected with my local watershed association, which is the Cacalco Creek Watershed Association here in Northern Lancaster County. Since joining, I've I am now the, the secretary of the organization, and I've really enjoyed my time getting to know the folks who have been there for, for many, many years and have been doing the, you know, the good work there in the northern part of the county. So that's been really rewarding. And then, um, yeah, I, I did ultimately change careers this summer. Um, I, I now work for Land Studies, which is um, an environmental restoration firm here in Lidditz. I'm now their design department administrative coordinator. So um, I did did make the big the big leap, and it's it's been really good. So the academy did provide that network and kind of the the basis for and and maybe giving me the confidence to to make that leap. Um, so so that's been really good. Um, I would say that um, programs like this and and citizen science. Um, programs, you know, they, there's something for everybody in conservation is what I've learned from this. And you don't have to have a biology degree to do stream sampling. You don't have to be an expert forester to get your hands dirty and go plant trees. You don't have to be of a certain political party to care or get involved in your community initiatives. What about you, Emily? How did this affect kind of the way you think about your work and your, your life as a member of a community? I think the concept that water connects us all is just something that I constantly go back to. And every time I learn something new or about how, oh, this is another connection, it's 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 just always so delightful to like re-remember that. 
um, that's something that, that's what I go back to. Water connects us all. Um, that was kind of one of the taglines for Water Week that we have here in Lancaster. And it's just so true. Water is critical for absolutely everyone, everything on this planet. Um, it weaves us all together here in Lancaster, whether it's because, you know, we love fishing or going kayaking or just creek stomping or because we're trying to improve the water quality for whatever reason. Lindsay, you mentioned your involvement in a community watershed organization. Um, can you talk more about that and maybe how it connects with the Leadership Academy program and you know how programs like this can help support local groups working in their, in their local watersheds? Sure, so I, I came by the, the Watershed Association um, actually through the Academy, I think, our first two sessions were led by um, people who are very involved in both my Calgo Creek Watershed Association and, and, you know, watershed groups in Lancaster County. So it didn't take too long for me to, to ask some questions and, and, you know, them to say, oh, well, let me connect you with so-and-so. He's been involved up in your area for a long time. Um, so that was really helpful because, I mean, there's different degrees of watershed groups, but, you know, some have a great online presence and, and websites and social media and are really out there. And then there's others who, you know, do the work very quietly and it's hard to find out where they meet, when they meet. And so um, that was, that was kind of the case with mine. And I, I really needed to kind of talk to people and figure out um, how to, how to get involved. So and, and, and then after those two sessions, there were several other sessions throughout the two years where um, I continued to meet more um, leaders from the county who are also directly involved with my watershed association. So um, all that to say, I walked into my first watershed association meeting knowing half the group there. Um, so it was a little bit less intimidating and, and um, you know, got kind of that, that base, baseline set before before I even walked in the door. So that was that was really helpful and meaningful. For me with watershed associations, I always think it's so amazing how they're, you know, small but mighty. They're either doing the work this most of the time they're doing the work quietly, just out of stewardship and love for the work and a drive that they truly believe this is what should be happening in their communities. Um, I work with watershed associations. Um, primarily thus far through our Clean Water Fund grant. We've given funding to a couple of um, associations thus far, and I always enjoy going to their events, getting to know them, getting to know what they're up to, and just through that way of providing, you know, not uh, millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, but just like a little bit of money to do a really great event. Um, I worked with the Friends of Fishing Creek um, down in the southern end of the county, and they had a fantastic event with Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts that were planting trees and doing macro sampling and learning about uh, native plants. And I had so much fun going to hang out with them. And um, I stay in touch with the woman that's leading the organization now. And we're, you know, it, it, it makes it easy to try to connect her with other things because I want to constantly uplift her voice, the voice of watershed associations. So that it's not little, small, but mighty, it, it, it grows so that that really genuine grassroots efforts can, can grow. 
Well, and as I think you know, the mission of the Pennsylvania Organization for Watersheds and Rivers Power is very much focused on helping those small but mighty organizations build capacity and find and access the resources. And it seems like you, you guys are up to something very similar. Um, is, is that formally part of the thinking? I think it's part of the intentions of the academy is to help provide new members, new um, specific skill sets to those watershed organizations. They have been doing amazing work for so long. And so bringing, um, continuing that emphasis on what their missions are, absolutely. But I think also, like Lindsay said, introducing some of those maybe new members or existing members to other kinds of training. So if you've been doing watershed work for so long, but you don't view yourself as a leader, then I would love to be able to have a result of our academy be that you reach out to Leadership Lancaster and you're going to be a part of that as a result, or you're going to step up into a new role at your organization, or you're going to tell your boss about your watershed association because you think there should be more volunteer events and ways that we can build the community needs or address the community needs through the watershed associations as one of those avenues. It, it doesn't have to be all about membership numbers necessarily, but it's about that skills and networking. So Emily, I guess, what's next for you? Where are you going with all of this uh, knowledge, information, and connections that you've gained? Oh, what's next? Well, I'm still with the partners. Uh, I'm staying with the partners. Um, <laughs> and I, th But I think one thing that I can point to um, that's a little bit more tangible is going through the academy has given me more confidence with leadership. And so, um, you know, with Allison's help, um, I've been able to step into a couple more leadership roles within the organization, whether it's like leading a team on a grant um, or, you know, doing some leadership training with someone that's a new co-lead for an action team. Um, I, I feel more comfortable doing those things and taking on the, the challenge and, um, so that's one of the more tangible um, aspects that's come out of this for me. And then I think that'll continue to grow. And I appreciate, appreciate the way that Emily has felt um, comfortable finding other resources to bring back to us. And whether that's to us at the Clean Water Partners or to maybe some of our partner organizations, it could be a podcast, it could be some other completely non-water related thing that supports our work because we have to, we have to keep learning. We have to keep bringing in uh, that excitement. And Lindsay, any, any big plans on the horizon? Um, my big plan has already happened in terms of uh, changing careers this summer. Um, but I look forward to, to learning more in my role at land studies and, you know, kind of digging deeper in terms of, um, you know, learning more about, GIS, project management, grant writing, you know, actual hammering stakes in the ground at, you know, a project stakeout and, and um, you know, post project monitoring and things like that. So um, just really getting more into the nitty gritty of, of, the, of the project and conservation work. Um, and then also just um, furthering engagement with the Watershed Association. Um, love to get more folks involved and um, spread spread the word about the things that we're doing in the Cacalco Creek Watershed Association. And Lindsay and I would both have the opportunity to uh, mentor formally or informally the incoming class for 2023. 
And I can't speak for Lindsay, but I'm excited to see who's in the class and uh, be a mentor if if they want me, you know, <laughs> if, if they want guidance there. Um, I, I think it'll be really nice to see some of the uh, graduates um, interacting with the, the new scholars coming in. So, yeah, let's talk about the class of 2020. 23. Hopefully somebody's interest is peaked after hearing this. Uh, what, if they're interested in participating, should they know, should they do, uh, either as a participant or maybe as an as instructor or a program leader? We have an information page, video, nomination form on our website. So anyone who's interested in applying can learn all the details from the syllabus, the schedule, the content areas on our website. If you're interested in nominating someone, if you think a, a member of your community or your company would be a good fit, we would love to have nominations for those for the next class. Um, and if you think that it would be a better fit for you to be an instructor or to be a site host, if you would like to have the academy come visit where you are, we would welcome that. And so I encourage people to reach out for from all of those different roles that we need. What are you looking for in a site host? What kinds of places do you want your people to go? We would love to have some watershed association members that could come meet us, maybe join us for lunch, or if you have a rain garden example site that our academy could come visit, we would love to be able to learn from you as the local experts. How does this work come to life? How do you engage new members? So having a site host could be at a municipal park. It could be at um, an actual project location where you have done the work and we could see a before and after. Um, and even if you have a volunteer event that you have planned for spring of 23, we want to get our hands dirty. So being able to come join you in a volunteer event would be wonderful. Lancaster is unique in the fact that we have this academy as a resource in Lancaster County, but I just want to address your point earlier about there's so many great programs like the Master Watershed Steward or the leadership county-based programs like Leadership Lancaster, Leadership York, the rule program at a state level through Penn State. There are a lot of ways that we would love to have watershed organization members across Pennsylvania be taking their passion and love of water quality to those kind of organizations. We're really grateful that we have the Leadership Academy here in Lancaster, but we know it's pretty unique and we would see other on-ramps for members of your audience to be able to connect with some of those other uh, leadership training organizations that need a water quality angle to it. Lancaster Clean Water Partners, talking about the Water Leadership Academy, Emily Smedley, Allison Gibson, Lindsay Garber, Dininger. Thank you so much for your time today and best of luck with the next class. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Lindsay Dininger and Emily Smedley are members of the Lancaster Watershed Leadership Academy's inaugural cohort that just wrapped up last spring. Allison Gibson is Director of Strategic Partnerships and Programs with the Lancaster Clean Water Partners. By the way, the Watershed Leadership Academy is about to start its new session, and if you're in the area, there's still time to apply for the class of 2023. Look for a link to the application form in the notes for this episode on the PEC website, pecpa.org, or via LancasterCleanWaterPartners.com, where you can learn all about the program, other activities of the Lancaster Clean Water Partners, and other ways to get involved. 
Thanks for tuning in for another installment of Pennsylvania Legacies. Glad you could join us and hope you can be here for the next one coming up in about two weeks. Until then, for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you.